listening to the Living Room North Living Room North podcast. My name is Jake. If we haven't met before, I'm super excited on a serious note to be kicking off this series. Um, we've been talking about uh, this for quite some time, and I really have been excited because I think what we're talking about tonight is really important. Whether you're in a relationship, whether you want to be in a relationship, um, whatever season of life you find yourself in, this is really, really, really important. Um, and if I'm honest with you, I know in a lot of settings like this, you hear messages like this and it's like, oh, but like you're married, like you got it figured out. Well, I can assure you I am not married and I do not have it figured out, Um, but we're going to figure it out together. Um, And so I thought I would start by, can you guys actually help me with something? Um, I need you to rate my Riz, okay? So let me set the scene. So a while back, I was at this gathering, right? Young adults praising Jesus, worshiping, reading the Bible together, all the good things. And you know, the service ended, one of my friends taps me on the shoulder and goes, oh my gosh, Jake, this is Caroline. Caroline loves Cracker Barrel and you love Cracker Barrel too. And I'm like, that's it. Like, just, um, no. Um, but I was like, okay, that's amazing. Let's talk about Cracker Barrel. Like, what's your order? And so we exchanged our orders, which mine's grilled chicken, mac and cheese, fried okra, and a sweet tea, in case you're wondering. Um, everyone to go with me. I have a gift card in the car. So um, whoever wants to be my friend. Um, but I was like super excited about that. And then afterward, as we were leaving, I was like, dang, like what a missed opportunity. I didn't like, you know, I wasn't too smooth with it. So I do what we all do in 2023 and I slid in the DMs. And so I thought that I would expose myself and show you the DMs that I slid into tonight. So thankfully it was kind of easy because it was her birthday, right? So I just said, happy birthday, super simple. Ha ha, thank you, Jake. Two exclamation points, okay? That's good news. So then I said, still disappointed Cracker Barrel didn't happen that one time, frowny face. Oh my God, I know, I love that place. Have you seen my Instagram? No, but I've heard, ha ha ha. Send her my Instagram. In case you didn't know, I have an Instagram account solely dedicated to Cracker Barrel. You can follow me there, crackerbarrel.jake and see all of my Cracker Barrel adventures. So then we keep going, part two. I respect the hustle. And I say, just glad to have found another Cracker Barrel enthusiast. We'll have to reschedule, typo, the extravaganza. For sure, not everyone appreciates it as they should. So then. A couple hours go by, lay low, right? Don't want to seem too desperate. Don't want to respond too quickly. And so then I get a notification that someone followed my crackerbill.jake Instagram account. And I look to see who it is. And it's Caroline. I was like, oh, my fault, you know? So then I slide back in from the Crackerbill Instagram account and I say, welcome. She says, I was disappointed in myself, as she should have been, when I realized I wasn't following it. Apologize. And I say, yeah, you're going to have to make that up to me. Buckle up, ladies. She says, easy, Cracker Barrel on me. You might need to rate her biz game. That's, That's good. And then she quotes my order. She says, more specifically, grilled chicken, mac and cheese, and fried okra on me. And I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. So I said, interesting. I was going to say Cracker Barrel on me. And she says, can't argue with that logic. So in my head, I'm like, score. I'm in. Like, this is going so well. But again, I'm a gentleman. So I'm not about to ask a lady on a date through the DMs. So I text my friend, Struby. I said, Struby, I need her number. I know you got it. And so she sends it to me. And so I send her this sly text. Hey, this is Jake. I asked Ruby for your number because I'm not about to ask you on a date through the Instagram DMs. LOL. Got to throw that in for the awkward pause. My schedule is clear tonight. If yours is... 
Update, her schedule was not clear, but we did eventually go on a date and she's sitting in the back tonight. So she's stuck around, she's stuck around. She might not after tonight. We might talk about that on the way home. Um, so here's what I, I want your help. I want your help. On a scale of one to five, I want you to rate my Riz. One to five, throw them up. One to five, I like the fives. Good five, okay, four, seven out of five. Yes, that's good. Okay, 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 that's good, that's good. All right, all right. Now let's rate Caroline's Riz, one to five. What do you think? <laughs> so good, so good. She's gonna hate me after today. So, so as I was reflecting on um, my success in life, um, I decided today would be a great day to legally change my name. And so I have a list of names and you're gonna help me choose which one of these I will change my name to. The Wizard of Oz, Lord of the Riz, Chris Brown, Forrest Gump, my favorite, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You let me know. You let me know. Um, no, in all seriousness, uh, <laughs> I am really excited to be starting this series um, because not only, you know, am I the king of Riz, but also because I've learned a thing or two along my journey of being single and dating and trying to figure out what that looks like. And so, Tonight, uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, I want to tell you the goal of this series, the next few weeks as we talk about Riz, Roses, and Red Flags, the goal of this series, it's not for us to be like, you should break up and date Jesus. Like, that's, that's not the goal. My goal is I want you to learn how to date well. I want you to learn how to date and experience less regret. Because what I know about relationships and situationships is that a lot of times you walk away and you're like, dang, he is my biggest regret or she is my biggest regret. And we don't want that for you. And it's complicated and it's, it can be scary. And some people think that it's no big deal. And some people think things are like the biggest deal in the world. And, and it's like trying to navigate this world of dating and relationships and, and marriage and, and even thinking if that's something you want, are you ready for? It's, it's so complicated. And so that's what we want to talk about over the next three weeks, because the reality is relationships and dating is meant to be fun. It's meant to be exciting. It should give you life, right? And like, even if it ends in a breakup, a breakup doesn't have to break you. It's just another step on the way to, to finding your person, right? And even talking about the idea of sex, that sex is a God-designed thing and it was meant to be good, but it's a lot more fragile and delicate than I think our culture wants us to believe. And you know that that's true because a lot of these things, that, that's some of your biggest tensions and frustrations in your life have come from this realm of sex and dating and relationships. And so that's what we wanna talk about over the next few weeks. We wanna give you some new handles and filters on how to go about dating and, and decide if you're ready for that, decide if, if you're ready for marriage, decide if, if sex is something that, that is really ruining your life and, and navigating what all of that looks like. And so we're going to look at the Word of God um, in just a little bit and, and talk about this um, because I think a lot of us, we get so caught up in looking at our culture to figure out what we're supposed to do when it comes to dating. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'll expose myself again, TikTok, right? Like you'll be scrolling through TikTok and it'll be like, if you're watching this on March 8th, 2023, she's thinking about you. And I'm like, oh, she's thinking about me. And you know, and you're like, oh my God, he's thinking about me, let me go. Or it'd be like, you know, your soulmate is the one whose initial starts with the letter and then it like pops up and you're like, oh my God, I've been thinking about him and like whatever. And I'm like, why are we taking advice from these TikTok people who are trying to get a like? 
you know, or like Taylor Swift. All right, let's talk about it. She is not the person to be listening to when it comes to relationship advice. I think it's like, somebody told me it's like 21 of all of her songs are written about breakups and heartbreak and her exes, like different exes, right? And it's like, sister, like you are the problem. Like this whole time, I'm like, girl, you were there for every single one of the, like when, when you're like, oh my God, like what's the problem? I'm like, sister, it's you. You're the problem. You are the problem. And she finally said it. She's like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And I'm like, thank God. She, she, she came to reality. But the thing is that you're the problem too. And so am I. And so is the, like, we're all part of the problem because here's, here's the truth is that every relationship you have ever been in, you were in it. Every breakup you've ever experienced, you were a part of it all the drama surrounding anyone that you've ever dated, like, like you were a part of that. And whether it was your fault or not, you were there. How did you respond? And so tonight, before we talk about like looking for the right person and what you're supposed to look for and what that's supposed to look like, like I want us to have a night of some honest reflection about ourselves. So tonight, I want to talk about you. So sorry to disappoint anyone who is coming to find out how to riz up shoddy in English class. Like that's not what we're talking about tonight. I want to talk about you because I just fully believe that if you will take the time to focus on you and you being a better person and you being the, the man or the woman that you were supposed to be, it will save you so much pain and regret in all of your relationships, not just the romantic ones, but in literally all of your relationships, it will save you so much regret. And so tonight, as, as we, we talk about this, I want to think about two specific questions. And my first question for you is this, it's why do you want to date? Why do you want to date in the first place? And you're like, well, duh, like I'm trying to get married and you got to like, you know, figure out who it's supposed to be. Like, no, 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 beyond that. What is the reason that you want to date? Because the problem is that so many people are looking to dating to get what dating was never meant to give in the first place. Like you're expecting something out of a relationship that that relationship was never designed to give you. Like sometimes we step into relationships because we're thinking like, oh my gosh, but he or she is gonna make me feel whole. Or man, for so much of my life, I have felt so unwanted and I just want someone to help me feel wanted. Or maybe you're like really insecure about something and you're like, but I would be, I would feel so much better about myself if I was in a relationship. Maybe you feel like you don't have a lot of self-value and so you're looking for value and affirmation from other people. Like, like if he'll say the right things, if she'll say the right things to me, if she'll make me feel good about myself, if, if she'll aff me up, <laughs> affirm me up is what that means, not anything else. If she'll aff me up, then like I'll feel better about myself. Or maybe you're looking around your friend group and you're small and you're like, well, everyone else is dating. And like, I feel left out. Like, why am I not dating? What's wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? Or maybe it's just something that you've always done. You're like, well, I don't really know who I am outside of a relationship. And so when this one ends, I'll give it a few weeks, a little grace period, and then I'm gonna move on to the next person. And, and the problem with all of these reasons, and I think if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us find ourselves in, those, in that boat of there's something inside of us that tells us that, that our deepest, that my needs as a human would be found in another person. But the problem is if that's your train of thought, if, if, if that's the way that you're thinking about stepping into a relationship, you won't find fulfillment and wholeness. You're just gonna get hurt. You'll get hurt because 
you'll, you'll have these expectations of what it's supposed to be like. And then you'll be replaying scenarios and conversations in your mind over and over and over because the thing that they said didn't make you feel the way that you thought you would feel. And you end up getting hurt in the process, thinking, man, something must be wrong with me because all these people I'm dating, they're, they're not filling me up. But the reality is they were never supposed to. You'll also, you'll end up using other people. Like you'll get to the point where once one person has like satisfied you enough and then that, the little honeymoon phase has worn off a little bit, you'll move on to the next person. And then that'll last for a couple months, couple weeks, and then you'll move on to the next person and the next person and the next person. And you're just using them to, to make you feel better about yourself, but you're not actually being better and, and nothing about you is actually changing. And maybe the scariest one is that you'll get desperate. You'll start dating desperately. Let me tell you, desperate dating is the most dangerous type of dating. Because if you don't love who you are when you're not dating someone, you're not gonna love what you do when you are dating someone. Because the, 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 the problems in you, the things in you that are wrong that you're trying to fix, you're like finding the right person will right all the wrongs that I'm dealing with on the inside. And that's just not true. And I think if you're honest with yourself that you know that. Like when you step into relationships, all the problems and all the insecurities and all the, the sin that you were working through, a single, you're still working through dating. When I was in college, I went to um, a leadership retreat with my fraternity. And uh, one of the guys who was speaking was telling us that um, all throughout college, he had a pornography addiction. And it was something that he didn't tell anyone about. He had hidden it. He didn't tell like the people in his life, his community. Uh, but he started dating this girl and he was struggling with it all while they were dating. And in his mind, he's like, but when we get married, it'll, it'll be fine. Because what I'm trying to, to get my fix on from a screen, like when I have the real thing, like it'll, it'll, be, it'll be different, it'll be better. I won't, I won't be tempted that way anymore because, because I'll have a wife and, and we can have sex whenever we want and, and it'll be great. And I don't have to rely on a, a screen. And then, and he said this, and I would never forget him saying this. And he said, and then on my wedding night, I found myself on the bathroom floor after me and my wife had just had sex for the first time, watching porn all over again. Because that problem, that insecurity, that, that, that need that he had, it wasn't that another person was ever gonna fill it. And I think the first thing that we have to realize when we, when we start talking about dating is that dating is never going to be the solution to your problems. Dating will never be the thing that, that fixes an addiction or that fixes an insecurity or fixes your sense of, of self-doubt. That's not the point. And so I think we gotta get that straight first. We gotta answer the question, why do you want to date in the first place? And my second question for you tonight is this, so are you dateable? And I don't mean like, are you single? Are you available? Because I think if we're honest, there, there are a lot of us in the room who we're dating and we're still not dateable. Because availability doesn't necessarily mean that you have the capability to date and to love someone. I think the problem when we think about dating is that we're so focused on finding the right person 
I got to find the person who like completes me or fills me or my, my best friend or my other half. Or we're so focused on who is that person? Who is that person? What is she like? What is he like? When is he going to show up? When is she going to show up? Where do I find them? And you're going to all these places and, and, and you're talking to all these people and you're like sliding in DMs and you're on, you may be on dating apps and all these things and you're trying to find someone. But I'm convinced that if we would stop focusing on finding someone and focus on becoming someone who is dateable, that our dating lives would be so different. That if, if we would just take the focus off of what we're looking for and put the focus on becoming the right person, not just finding the right person, it would change everything. The question really is, is this, are you the person you are looking for is looking for? The person that you're trying to find who's going to complete you and fulfill you and, you know, be your best friend, your other half, all those things. Are you the person that they're looking for? I think for a lot of us, we haven't even thought about that. Because it's so easy to think about what we want in a relationship and what we look for in a future spouse and what we look for in a father or a mother of our kids and what the kind of family that we want to marry into and is she rich? Like, like we, we have all these questions in our mind, but, but have you ever stopped to think about, but would I be the person that she's looking for? Would I be the person that he's looking for? And so tonight, the bad news for you is that the Bible the word of God doesn't really say a lot about finding the right person. It doesn't tell us a lot about how to date or who to date. It doesn't really tell us a ton about that, but what it says a lot about. And the best news for us tonight is that it says so much about how to become the right person. And so tonight we're going to look really quickly at a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you've been to any wedding literally ever, you have probably heard this passage and it's probably not unfamiliar to you. In fact, even if you've never read the Bible before, you've probably heard this in some sphere. But I want us to, to take a deep dive in, into what Paul is really saying tonight. This is 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 4. He says this. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. When we look to date, we go into it thinking, what can I get out of this? What's in it for me? But the love that Paul's talking about here in 1 Corinthians 13, it's, it's not that kind of love. It's the kind of love that's saying, what can I give? Where can I, where can I add value? How can I be love to someone, not just feel love, but be loved and act in a loving way. He says that love is patient, meaning that it's not pushy, that it's not rushing into things. It's not forcing someone into something they're not ready for, that, that it walks alongside of people. It's, it's not expecting perfection out of someone, but, but helping them walk through progress. It's giving grace to people when they screw up because we're all screwed up. It's not just dropping someone because, because they made a mistake. The love is patient. Love is kind. And I think honestly, in, in our culture, the word kind gets a bad reputation because it's like, oh, what do you think of, of her? And it's like, oh, she's really kind. 
She's really nice. But this word kind, it actually means to lend your strength to someone else. That love actually gives strength to people who don't have strength. It comes alongside of people. It's considerate of other people. Love does not envy. Love doesn't say, hey, if I'm not feeling good, you can't feel good. If I'm upset, then like you can't be excited about something going on in your life. And if my life's not going well, your life can't go well. That's not what love says. Love doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. Love doesn't, doesn't put all the attention on itself. It doesn't try to one-up the other person. They like share something. It's like, oh yeah, well, this one time. And like one-up the other person. No, love, it shines a light on other people. It looks to other people. Like how many of you in a relationship, you've ever been like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna brag on the other person. I'm gonna brag on them when they're in front of me. I'm gonna brag on them when they're not around. Love doesn't boast. Love doesn't dishonor. Love doesn't lead people to do things that they would regret. Love doesn't say like, hey, I can't wait to go out tonight and meet someone and then take her back to my room, take her back to my apartment or my house and, 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 and have sex and then leave and then never talk to her again. Love doesn't say that. Love isn't self-seeking. Love gives. It focuses on where, what can I give, what can I add, not what can I take. It's not easily angered. Listen before you speak, before you respond. Love doesn't overreact to dumb things. Love doesn't throw temper tantrums over things that are so not important. And love keeps no record of wrongs. Love doesn't keep score. Love doesn't walk by someone in the hallway and be like, oh, hey, Katie, so excited you're at TLR. And then you walk to the table and it's like, I hate Katie. She's the freaking worst. She didn't like my last Instagram post. Like love doesn't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't hold a grudge. It doesn't be like, oh yeah, well, like six months ago when we were having that conversation and you said this. Love doesn't do that. And tonight, I think the best thing that we can do to just gut check ourselves on this real quick is just put your name anywhere that it says love or it. Jake is patient. Huh, no. Jake is kind, sometimes. Jake does not envy, Jake does not boast, Jake is not proud, Jake does not dishonor others, Jake is not self-seeking, Jake is not easily angered. Pfft, watch me play pickleball. Jake keeps no record of wrongs. Like when I read that list, I get convicted. Because I'm like, I know that those things aren't true. It's, even if they're true sometimes, I know they're not true all the time. And so I wonder if, if when you do that, when you put your name in that list, I wonder what stands out for you. What's, what's the one or two words or phrases where you're like, dang, that is just so not who I am. And I wonder if tonight, if you were just like, hey, that's what I need to focus on for the rest of this semester. Hey, like when my roommate comes back to the room late at night and, and they are a slob or they smell or whatever, it's like, I'm gonna practice this list. Hey, hey, when that friend of mine who isn't acting like a friend and actually is talking crap about me behind my back, like, like when they're trying to stir up drama, like I wonder what would happen if we were like, you know what, I'm just gonna focus on this list. And maybe for some of you, if you're struggling picking out what word it is, maybe you need to ask somebody. Maybe you need to get brave and you need to like ask someone in your friend group or in your small group, hey, which of these do I struggle with? Hey, as my friend, I need you to be honest with me. Help me get better at this. 
even if you walked into the room tonight and you could not care less about God and you have no idea what any of this means, why are we singing the songs? And you, you, you just came because there's somebody here or you got invited. Like even if you're in that boat tonight, this is something you can do. Because no matter what, if you act the way that love acts in this, in this passage, you will be a better person. People will want to be around you. Your dating life will be much more successful. But let me tell you, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a Christian, if you are a believer tonight, we cannot mess this up anymore. Because I think Christianity has gotten such a bad reputation because we don't do this. We don't act like this. We don't love like this. The word Christian, it literally means little Christ. And so when, when someone knows that you're a Christian, they know that you're a follower of Jesus, it only makes sense that they would look to you and think that must be what God is like. That must be how God treats people. They say they follow the Bible. Well, maybe that's what the Bible says. That's maybe that's how the Bible says to treat people. That as a Christian, your actions, the way that you show love will teach people what God's love looks like. Because the reality is this entire list, patient, kind, not envy, not boast, the whole thing, this is the way that God loves us. This is the love that he has shown to us. With the expectation that because we are loved and we are so undeserving of love that we would do the same for someone else. That when someone else is sitting in front of us or across the table, that this is the kind of love we show because it's the kind of love that we were shown. And I just don't know how in the world you're supposed to show your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband, or your wife, the love of God, if you're not willing to put in the work to act like him. And so for a lot of us tonight, that's where we gotta start this conversation. It's not about how to find someone. It's not about what we're supposed to look for. It's who am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to treat people? How am I supposed to love people? Because when I look at our culture and I think about even people in my life and even me at certain times, like the way that I have loved people, it's, it's almost like a child. <laughs> Like, like a selfish, like if you think about a child, like, like I'm thinking a toddler, like elementary, mid-elementary school age, they don't have the capability to think what's best for someone else. They don't really have the ability to think past, like that's mine. Like here's what I want to do. I want ice cream. I want to go outside. I want this. I want that. I want mac and cheese for dinner. I don't want vegetables. Like, that, like that's literally how we approach dating. And I think tonight it's time for us to grow the frick up and stop thinking that, that this is all about us and what we can get and this is mine and this is what I want and this is, this is how I need to be treated and this is what I'm looking for. In fact, Paul literally says it later in 1 Corinthians 13 and in verse 11, he says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Some of us, we gotta give that up. That dating is, is all about you. That marriage is all about you. That love is all about you. It's not. 
And I, we gotta get it right, right now. Like we can't go any further because right now you are in this season of your life where you're figuring out a lot of things about yourself and you're figuring out a lot of things about, about who you really are because you're not really, your parents aren't really telling you what to do anymore and you're kind of making your own decisions and you're experiencing adulthood for the first time and, and your brain is like forming to its completion in these, in these last years of college. And the thing is, if, if we have it in our heads that the way that we're supposed to love people is to get something in return now, then 10 years down the road when you are married, when you do have kids, that's how you're gonna treat them too. Like, let's be honest, like the way that you treat your mom or your dad is probably a good indicator of how you're gonna treat your husband or wife one day. You being willing to, to sacrifice for someone else is gonna speak into your willingness to sacrifice for someone else one day. And there is no time like right now when you are not legally bound to someone else, even if you're dating someone, there is no time like right now to figure this out. And so my, my challenge to you is, is that if you're someone and you're, you're single in the room and you're like, dang, I just, I just want to be, I'm, I'm, you know, single as a Pringle, thicker than a snicker, you know, I'm ready to date, ready to mingle. Like pause, slow down. And ask yourself, am I ready to love someone else? And even if you are dating, I'm not saying that you got to break up to figure this out, but I am saying that, that I see so many people and it's like, oh my gosh, we're dating. We have to spend literally every waking hour together. And like, we like snuggle each other on FaceTime as we're like going to bed. And I'm like, what would it look like if you just took the time that you have for yourself to work on you? To say, hey, like, I want to be a better person. And maybe that looks like getting in the word and reading more about who you're supposed to be, who God says you're supposed to be. And may, maybe that means that you need to get into community. Maybe some of you, it's like you come to, to TLR and you sit in small group and you give these superficial answers. And maybe you need to just get honest with people and you need to ask really tough questions. Listen, I hate more than anyone else to be told that I'm wrong or that I'm bad at something. But you don't get better if you live your life ignorant to the things that are wrong inside of you. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not married, but all my friends who have gotten married before me, they've all said the same thing is that, that marriage doesn't just flip the switch. It actually illuminates all the things that, that you struggle with. One of the girls that I work with, she said, when I got married, I realized how selfish I was. When I got married, I realized how all about me my life was. And so if, if all of that is true, which I believe firmly that it is, then the best dating strategy isn't just to look for the right person, but the best dating strategy is to focus on you more than who. Focus on you, focus on becoming the right person before who is the right person. This is the best way, this is the most healthy way to go about dating because the right people just tend to find the right people. Like if you're working on becoming the right person, it just works out. I don't know how, but it just works out that those people just tend to run into each other because you run into each other in places where you're both being selfless. You run into, into each other in places where you're both working to, to elevate others and to lift others up. And those are the best places to find people. 
Focus on you more than who. We gotta get the junk out of our hearts. Like there's so much junk that lives in our hearts because of the things that we watch, the things that we listen to, the people that we talk to, the, people, the way we talk to people, the way we treat people. There's so much junk and we gotta get healthy. And we gotta get healthy expectations. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's that you gotta know your worth so that you don't get desperate and start dating out of a space of desperation so that you don't settle. Or even if you're in a relationship that you don't settle for the way that you're being treated if it's not honoring who God says that you are. And I know I said I wasn't gonna say you need to break up, but maybe for some of you that is the reality. That dating for you is just not the healthiest thing and maybe you need to take a break. That you need space to heal, to process, And then maybe there's some of you in the room tonight that you feel like, Jake, this all sounds awesome, but I am so far gone from being any of the first Corinthians 13 things. Like, I'm so far, like, like my past is so messy and the mistakes I've made are so huge. And I just, I, it's just, that's too much for me. It's, it's too big of a jump. It's too big. I, I just, I don't expect anyone to love me the way that I am. And the good news for you tonight, the good news for me tonight and all of us really is the reminder of 1 John 4, 19, where John writes that we love because he, God, first loved us. The reality is that, that you cannot love someone. You cannot be patient and kind, not easily angered, not both. You can't be any of those things until you experience the love of God until you encounter the love of God. And so maybe for some of you tonight, really for all of us tonight, maybe where we need to start is by remembering that we are loved by the creator of the universe, the, the, the holy God that we were singing about earlier, that, that he loves us in every perfect way that we've been talking about tonight, that he is patient with us when we screw up, that he is kind to us, that he is not angry. He's not easily angered with us. He has so much grace for us that he comes alongside of us and he lends us his strength. Like Abby was talking about earlier when we're walking through tough things. Like when we realize that that's the way that we are loved, even when we don't deserve it, man, it makes us so selfish to think that we shouldn't love other people that way too. And so for some of you tonight, maybe the place that you need to start is for the very first time coming to terms with the fact that there is a God who loves you unconditionally. And that's the place where you find your strength to love others, even when it's difficult, because I get it. People suck sometimes. But so do I. So do you. So tonight, I, I want us to focus on who God says that we are and who we should be, what we should strive to be, what we should strive to look like, how we should strive to act and love towards people. And, and, and like we said earlier, love does not expect perfection. It just, it works towards progress. And that's the way that God loves you too. 
He doesn't expect you to get this perfect. He knows you're not gonna get this perfect, but he wants to help you make progress towards loving people the right way. Because we all deserve, well, we don't deserve to be loved the right way, but we all want to be loved the right way. And so maybe the focus isn't looking for someone to love, but focusing on how we should love them. So tonight, um, some of you are gonna head to small groups and have this conversation, but, but I wanna encourage you, even if you're not in a small group, this is just a conversation that I think we need to have as a generation in general, that, that you and your friends in, in, in your dorms or on your intramural teams or whatever, like, like we need to focus on this. We've got to get this right, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. We cannot continue to screw this up.